Welcome back to another episode of Lady You're Scaring Us. I'm Hillary. I'm Taylor. And I'm Marisa. What's up, guys? I'm scared to breathe. (laughs) Any noises? I'm sorry if I'm in a lot of slurping. I'm getting over a sinus infection. Yeah, she's infected. Go back to your campground. I'd love to. Marisa just had a birthday. When you're hearing this, it'll be a few days. She's 50. Okay. (laughs) 50 years old. Yeah, shut the fuck up. She likes to stretch and kick and stretch. She's not 50. No, I'm not 50. Close. No, No. you're not close. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're not. No, I'm not close. close. Yeah, she was out camping while she was doing that. Me, Taylor, Amy, and Trey. 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 Gallivanting through a haunted house, and Taylor got scared by a child. Listen, <laughs> tell tell, tell it, me more. First of all, you can't see anything. I didn't realize how dark it was going to be. Yeah, it was in the woods, and Ooh. so we're walking through, and you've had those little the girl characters, and it literally just get in your face and scream. So it kind of pissed me off. <laughs> that doesn't sound scary. It's not that scary, sounds but it's, it was like obnoxious. annoying. Yeah. yeah, so I was kind of like, I swear if another girl screams in my ear, it's over. And so then Amy latches onto my back, and we're like going through, and there's like this tower thing, and all of a sudden I see something crawling out from underneath it, coming at me very fast, and then all of a sudden it starts screaming, and I realize that it's a whole ass child. <laughs> And I almost kicked it into outer space. <laughs> but it literally looked like it was crawling. Like, but it was just running because it was a kid. And I was scared. That was the, honestly the scaredest I got. The most scared? Scaredest. I don't know. But the most terror I felt at the haunted house was the little kid crawling out from underneath the thing. So it's a, it's a haunted woods. But parts, oh, okay. parts of it were inside like containers. You know, like oh, okay. shipping containers. The entire yeah. end of the trail Mm-hmm. You're walking through in pitch black. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't you think can't I'd like see that. anything. I don't think I'd like that. It was fun. Hillary was giggling <laughs> through it, and we, and Amy's going, I literally can't see. <laughs> she didn't, but that's that's how I feel. Like. I heard her say, "Is Hillary alive up there?" Yeah, because Hillary was really silent, like, really great, silent, guys. and I had my hand on Hillary's shoulder because she kept getting too far away from me. <laughs> So I had my hand on her shoulder and Amy's like on my back. And she goes, I haven't heard Hillary. Is she alive? And you just hear Hillary go, <laughs> she just keeps going. Nobody's going to die She's in a thriving. house. Don't say that. Well, maybe. We that passed- be like the perfect, that's the perfect setting no, that's for true. that. We that's were true. going through one part and I said something about Amy. And one of the the guys working in the house was like, Amy. And she's like, oh my God, he said my name. <laughs> oh my God. They were all going after Amy just because she looks like, oh, we're right, going to tell, tell a couple stories. <laughs> Sorry, Amy, but this is going to come out. So we get to the, we had gone out to eat mm-hmm. and we had some margaritas mm-hmm. feeling good, feeling we nice. We peed sure. before. We peed before. Because we knew. I'm sure. And then we get, but we, then we drank more margaritas. Okay. And then we get there and there's this and she had to pee. long, yeah. I'm talking mm. mile long line. We would have waited probably an hour and a half <laughs> yeah. in the line. So she's like, I just here. this is what we're going to do. This guy, in a straight, forward. this guy in a straight jacket and like a fucking devil mask comes by and she's like, um, excuse me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> is there a bathroom up there? And he's like, oh yeah, it's just like, you see that orange light up there? <laughs> 
And she's like, thank you. And he's like, yep. She's like, um, excuse she's me. Taylor, we're pushing through. Moves her fingers. You know, she was like, yeah, we're yeah, going yeah, through. Yeah. And then I was like, um, um, Troy, I guess I'm going to go. Yeah, Troy, he's like, we God. Abandoned. We just abandoned Troy. So all three of us, so Amy's hauling ass. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle and Hillary's going, tripping over sticks, <laughs> yes. trying to keep up. Literally tripping over roots and getting because hit Because I was just trying terrible. to move past all these people quickly. So and Taylor's like, I'm sorry. And people are going, where are they going? Where do I'm, they think they're going? I'm like, the bathroom. I'm sorry. We're just trying to find the bathroom. We're not skipping. I'm sorry. I well, was just trying to make it go by fast so there wasn't an altercation. Mm-hmm. So maybe if we go really fast, no one will say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we get down there. And I already said, I said, because we got... Once you get past the ticket booth, it's all open and they've got like the food trucks and all that. And Amy's like, oh, well, now that we're, we've made it, we've already got our tickets. We don't need to buy tickets. We've already got them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call Troy and tell him to come up here and just skip everybody. And I was like, well, yeah, Amy, we have, we have our tickets. I said, but what if, what if we have to show them at the place where you buy the tickets and then mm-hmm. they give us like a wristband or a physical right she's like i don't see anybody with wristbands it's fine we're already here <laughs> so then we get down there and she finally the most grotesque porta potties get in there and she's like oh god i don't even care i have to pee so she goes i'm telling you if i don't pee now when we go into this house ha- we go into the woods i'm gonna pee the first time someone jumps out at me i'm gonna i'm gonna pee mm-hmm. so yes she goes to the bathroom they braved them i said you know what troy i can't do it and he said, yeah, I wouldn't if I were you. I was like, I'm going to hold it. No, I did it. I did it for so, sure. Yeah, Taylor so that's me. why you got to bring one of those she-wees. <laughs> yeah, so, now Hillary's sitting there and goes, God, I wish I had a penis. I did. And yeah. Troy's like, <laughs> yeah, because it was so Can like, I borrow your penis? Mm. Troy goes, all right, well. <laughs> um, so then should we get Troy. He comes down the line and then he sends Amy. We get into the line to get in line to go in there. And I, again, out. I was like, guys, what is? So, like, I really think, and Amy's like, <sighs> So, okay, I'll go check. <laughs> she goes over there. Turns out we need it. She comes back and she goes, well, guys, so they do give you a physical ticket when you go to that little place we passed, but here's what we're going to do. No, boy. We're just going to, Troy, you stay here in this line <laughs> and come on, we'll just go. And what we'll do is we'll just weasel our little way in. I was like, skip people. Hillary's like, stressed. Hillary right, was right. stressed out. Because I'm thinking, well, and I'm thinking these people are not going to not notice us skipping right. in line after they've waited for a fucking hour. Right. So she's like, no, no, no. We have fast passes for all we know. Whatever. Fuck you. She's like, no, 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 no. We're just gonna, we're just gonna hang out and then we're just gonna. Boop. Oh, she gets up here and she goes, all right, guys, prepare. I'm about to cry. Like, yeah, you know what? Because yeah, I'm probably gonna have to cry if we need she's it. Like, Let's talk to this. So then she goes up to this guy. Oh she goes up to a guy that she had been talking to him to find bathrooms. And she goes, uh, "So like, I have these tickets, and like, we had to pee." She's like, "Here's the thing. Here's the thing." And I didn't before know. she could even finish her little he said, "How many tickets sentence, do you have?" <laughs> he said, "How many tickets?" Like begrudgingly. How many tickets do you have? She's just like, well, they have one each, and then I have two. But the thing is, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. Like, he was already going to give them to us, but she felt like the story had to keep going. had to go pee (laughs) so bad. And he's like, all right, I got it, and walks off. And then she looks at us, and I go, get those tits up. I like his name tag. His name was Kevin. I said, Kevin, thank you so much. Yeah, I, was about, I said, I was about to whoop her ass. <laughs> and Amy was like, she was. She, she really was. was. <laughs> I just but, stood there. I was like, okay. And he's oh, like, man. all right, here's I'm your sorry ticket. I missed all that. And she's like, thank you. Thank you. Oh my God, Kevin, thank you. And then we're in line and Troy was just kidding. He's like, I oh, I think her. I dropped my ticket. And I said, well, you better go suck Kevin's dick. <laughs> that's about hey, what thanks, you got to do to get that ticket. <laughs> 
Troya. Amy had to kiss Kevin for the tickets. Yeah, we were so. like, we were like, Amy flirted with the ticket guy so we could get in. And he's wow. like, well, you got the tickets? I, I really hate her. <laughs> no, you don't. You love it. Because here's the thing. Hillary and I were non... Hillary was like, no, it's not happening. And in my head, I'm going, I've seen her. I've right. seen her in action. Okay. She can do well, it. And I was, I was kind of... Hillary's like, <laughs> stressed out. She was like, I was like, Amy, I There's told a you. Line. I told yeah. you. We're going to have to get a wristband. The whole I thing. Like, no, we're just going to... We're just going to scoot our way in. I said, people are going to fucking know. I'm with you. Look, I'm with you, Hillary. For real. I would I've been like, no, I'm going to wait in the line. Like, this is what we're supposed to do. This is, no, I this went is with not Amy. right. I'm I not said, okay. So yeah, that was our weekend. That's what you missed out on. But don't worry. We've already planned another haunted house that you're going to go to. And I guess actually, if we have a group, we could go to that other one. There's this other one we wanted to go to that looks really good, but we were afraid we were going to get shot. Oh, because of the area. It's on the west side. Oh. But you know, strength in numbers. They can't shoot all of us. So if we all I just got to outrun all of you. Okay. Yeah. I cannot remember. Maybe but I there's can, one that's really um, safe that we can go to. I doubt that you could outrun me. <laughs> we'll okay. go to the one at the Haji oh, yeah. shrine. Okay. I'm going to bring Amy because my Amy. Yeah, she and so I she can, can hold my hand. We can lead the pack. And that's the thing. I was in front. Yeah, bring so Amy I so missed, I can hold Amy's hand. I missed all the funny stuff. Because <laughs> you were up front. Yeah. Leading the pack. Keeping yeah. up with our Halloween stories. Are you guys ready? Yes. I was born ready. All right. So... Peter Fabiano was born in 1923. He served in World War II as a Marine, and after returning from the war, he met his wife, Betty. Betty was a divorcee with two children. They married in 1950 and lived in Kensington, New York, where Peter worked as a truck driver. In 1956, they ended up moving to Los Angeles, and they opened up two beauty shops. The couple was well-liked and had a reputation for their professional service and their commitment to the community. And by all appearances, they lived a perfect suburban life in the valley. Well, on Halloween night, 1957, 35-year-old Peter heard knocking at the door. It was just past 11 p.m. and he, Betty, and Betty's 15-year-old daughter, Judy, had all already been in bed. Peter thought that it was odd that kids would still be out so late because, again, it was just past 11. But he grabbed the candy bowl anyway and opened the door. Why do you have that look on your face? Well, because no, first of all. Somebody knocking on my door at 11 o'clock at night. And I think that I just that doesn't make any sense it's to me. It's Halloween night. Yeah, but I know. But it's 11 o'clock, I guess. I, I don't know. I my door at 11 o'clock. They were, they were dumb in the 50s. Anyway. Well, still a little bit perturbed. Peter said, isn't it a little late for this? Betty heard two voices, adult voices, that she didn't recognize, and then a loud pop. The noise made both Betty and her daughter jump up and run out of their rooms. They ran to the front door where they found Peter lying on his back, and he had a bullet lodged just below his heart. Hmm. Judy ran two doors down to a neighbor's house. That particular neighbor was a member of the Los Angeles Police Department and was actually assigned to the Valley Division where they lived. And Judy knew that. And that's why she was like, I'm going to go to his house. She banged on the door until he answered. And then the neighbor contacted the authorities and several officers arrived to the scene within minutes of the shooting. Peter was taken by ambulance to Sun Valley Receiving Hospital, where he passed away due to massive bleeding. Damn. This is just a random... Okay. Tell your freaking story. Detectives didn't find any spent shells and there were no evidence that the shooting was part of an attempted robbery because they literally shot him and mm. left. A 15-year-old boy did witness a car speeding out of the neighborhood around the time of the shooting, and Betty told the police that she believed there were two people at the door because she was pretty sure that she had heard two voices. Mm -hmm. She said one of them sounded like a man, and the other one kind of sounded like a man pretending to be a woman. Okay. Uh, but that was all the information the police had. 
So police started thinking maybe it was a gang hit. It kind of resembled one. So they started looking into Peter's history. Mm-hmm. Like, was he in the nefarious shit? Whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. He did have a minor charge for bookmaking, which is um, gambling, like taking bets. Okay. And that was in 1948. But no charges that connected him to underground crimes of L.A., which I would think gambling and bets, that's that's like that could be gang stuff. Yeah. But I guess. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, anything that's related to money. Somebody's right. gonna, I that mean, could be gang stuff. It could. Like illegal horse races yeah. or something. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. know. You're right. Yeah, I am. Right. Or, even, know, just, I just or like, even just like card bets and like you owe me money. Yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. Anything you better have my like, money. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Give me my money. But for whatever reason, I guess the gangs of LA, they were into harder shit. I don't know. Okay. Like killing. They be killing people in L.A. Killing them in L.A. Well, after months of interviewing people and chasing down leads that led them pretty much nowhere, police had a massive breakthrough. A gun matching the murder weapon was recovered in a department store locker. They were able to trace the gun back to a woman named Goldine Pizer. Goldine was a 43-year-old medical secretary and in no way gave off the vibe of a cold-blooded killer. They never do. Right. But also it seemed like she didn't have any connections to the Fabianos at all. Like when they asked Betty, she was like, I, I don't know who that is. Hmm. Goldine actually confessed to the murder. What? Oh. When she was arrested November 12th at her Hollywood home, she told detectives, it's a relief to get it off my mind. Goldine also confessed that she was convinced by a woman named Joan Rabel to kill Peter Fabiano. So who was Joan? Joan Rabel met the Fabianos in 1957. After her divorce, she showed up at Peter's salon looking for a job. Not long after she was hired, Joan and Betty became really good friends, and Joan was welcomed into the Fabiano family. At one point, when Peter and Betty began having problems in their marriage, Betty actually moved in with Joan. People think the problems that they were having, Peter and Betty, is that Peter was not... um, Not super happy with the relationship that Joan and Betty had. They were very close. (laughs) It's believed that Peter was threatened by their closeness. And that was bringing up a big issue in their marriage. Yeah. When the newspaper put out this story, they referred to Peter, I mean, to Betty and Joan's relationship as abnormal. Which Why? Back, What's so abnormal about it? that was code back in the day for... Lesbians? Gay... Oh. <laughs> muff divers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> abnormal is code for muff divers. <laughs> Catch you two muff divers. All right. So, they were, you know... <laughs> not doing great in their marriage. She moved in with Joan. Whatever, whatever. But eventually, Betty decided that her marriage to Peter was worth saving... And the deal was, if you come back and we work things out, Joan is no more. Like, you you can't... Joan is out of the picture. It's me or Joan. Right. We're not going to be friends with her. She just needs to be out of our life completely. Do we have, like... Like, it was it... Like, was that real? Or was it, like, just... I don't know. She said, she said thing. I don't know. As far as I can read, maybe it was. I mean, I don't have Betty's word. I mean, in my experience... I mean, <laughs> yeah, tell us. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Were they sleeping together? I don't know. I mean, 
Like I said, I don't have Betty's word. I don't know. All I know is that when you get two women together and they fall in love or whatever, they go crazy. Crazy. Speaking from experience, or Mm. are you crazy? My younger years, I'm not crazy crazy? anymore. No. Are you crazy? Listen, I got stories, guys. (laughs) We'll do a whole episode. I know. I got to (laughs) know. Because you're not. You're very mellow. So that's surprising. Did you kill somebody for another woman? No. That I didn't do. Did somebody hit you with a can of beans? I'll never tell. What? Did somebody (laughs) hit you in the head with beans or something? No. Did you get hit in the head at some point? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I don't know why I thought it was a can of beans. I don't know either. Anyway. Like I said, Betty did want to work on their marriage, so she agreed to those terms. She said, okay, mm-hmm. Joan is no more. Joan's mm-hmm. out of the picture. So the same year that Joan had met the Fabianos, she had met Goldine. And it's reported that Goldine was gay. And had suppressed it most of her life, as probably most women Mm -hmm. did back then. And she had actually just recently gotten divorced from her husband as well. Okay. Was he gay? He was a pharmacist. Hmm. The gayest. (laughs) All right. So, Goldine and Joan became friends. And they spent most of their time together just, like, drinking coffee and gossiping. But it was during one of these little coffee talks (laughs) that Joan spoke about her evil employer, Peter Fabiano. Joan was heartbroken and angry that Betty went back to her husband, and she wanted revenge on the man. So Joan began to seduce Goldine to convince her to kill Peter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Sound familiar? I mean, no, not personally, but I could I could see that happening. I'm telling you. A little thigh action, a little... So lesbians I mean, are crazy and vindictive? They can be. Hmm. Would you say that? Well, women in general can that, be. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> Goldine and Joan planned the murder for three months. Goldine said all we talked about was Peter Fabiano. Joan would describe him as a vile, evil man, one who destroyed all the people around him. And the more Joan said these terrible things about him, the more Goldine actually really started to hate him, even though she didn't know mm-hmm. him. You know, when you have a friend that talks about a guy and you're just like, oh, you eventually... Yeah. Start to hate him, even though you don't know him. Mm-hmm. And that was the case. Uh, Joan even claimed that Betty told her that Peter was abusive and controlling. So on September 21st, Goldine purchased a gun from a shop in Pasadena, telling the man behind the counter that she needed it for home protection. The okay. guy's probably like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's for home protection. I swear. Okay. Nobody it's asked. definitely not to kill somebody. Nobody asked Goldine, but thank you. Okay. Joan actually gave her the money for the gun, but Goldine just went, you know, she's the one that made the transaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Goldine kept it until Halloween night when Joan picked her up in a borrowed car. They waited outside the house until all the lights went out, then approached the home and committed the murder. After speeding away, they took the car back to the person they borrowed it from. And before separating, Joan told Goldine, forget that you ever knew me. Oh. Bitch. After she seduced her and Wow. That's fucked up. So it was two women. Yeah, Goldine and Joan. Yeah, I don't know. It never went back and said... One of them must said, have had a masculine voice. Yeah, she she was <clears> totally <throat> wrong about that. Yeah. So it never mentioned that again. But <clears throat> The next morning, Goldine realized that Joan hadn't told her what to do with the gun, so she took it to a Bullock's department store in downtown LA and dumped it in a storage locker. An anonymous tip led detectives to the weapon and in turn to Goldine Pizer's door two weeks later. 
Their trial was scheduled for late December. A judge ordered psychiatrists to evaluate the women. Golding told the psychiatrist, I had no motive personally. Whatever motive I had was to please Joan. I was always easily influenced. I have been impressionable and always trusting. So Mm, not an excuse to kill somebody, sweetheart. After hearing her account of the murder, the psychiatrist wrote, the only thought she had was that she had saved her friend Joan from an evil person. Doctors characterized Goldine as a passive person who became a handy tool or putty in the hands of Miss Rabel. They described Joan as a schizoid. Oh, really? So basically they were saying, you know, Goldine is just... She was just a stupid <laughs> a toy. Yeah. 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 A puppet. The two women's demeanor were vastly different from each other in court. Goldine was often weeping and clearly remorseful, but Joan was either hollow eyed and stone faced or smiling nonchalantly. So they said Joan just kind of always had this smirk on her mm-hmm. face. Goldine initially pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. She claimed that Joan managed to cast not really, but like cast a spell over her Mm -hmm. and that she was helpless to resist. The words love or infatuation weren't used, but they were implied. Mm -hmm. Joan also initially pleaded not guilty, but refused to comment through the whole hearing. Goldine wept as she recounted the night of the shooting in front of a jury. Reports say Joan smiled as she was let out of court that day. However, they eventually both changed their pleas. The women were initially charged with first degree murder, But they ended up taking a plea deal and would only be charged with second-degree murder. On March 11th, 1958, both women pleaded guilty to that second-degree murder and were sentenced to five years to life in prison. It's suspected that they may have taken the plea deal because at that time, homosexuality was actually illegal in California. So they were probably like... And still considered a mental illness, I'm sure, at that time. Yeah, they were probably like, I would take this deal or you're going to get charged with that too, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And while nobody ever came out and said anything about homosexuality being a part of the story, Mm -hmm. it was implied and everybody pretty much was like, okay, lesbos. (laughs) Lesbians. Right. Yeah. Um, Lesbos. According to the LA Times, (laughs) Goldine was eventually released and remained in the LA area. She died at age 83 in 1998. Joan was presumably released around the same point, but there is little to no trace of her after 1957. Betty sold the beauty salon after Pete's death, and some things said she remarried, some said she didn't, Mm -hmm. Uh, but she passed away in 1999 at the age of 81 in Palm Desert, California. Wow. And that is that story. I tell you, you know, that gives homosexuals a bad name. You know, lesbians like that. You just said that lesbians are crazy. (laughs) Lesbians like that. You know, it's, yeah, it's, I don't even know how to explain it, but... Yeah, Lesbians especially are passionate. If, it, if it, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> especially if it's like your first, like real, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. yeah. It can throw you for a loop because mm. it's unlike anything you've ever experienced before. And then if she thought that she was in love with her and that she cast this spell, that's especially that's probably yeah. back in that time too. It's like, oh my god, I found another lesbian. Right, right, right. Like it's probably even more. Yeah, and then to. <laughs> Like, basically talk her into killing somebody and then going, yeah, this is over. I just wanted the wife. Thanks. Don't ever call me again. Bye. Yeah, Joan's a fucking bitch. (laughs) Fucked up. Wow. 
And there's even and a picture. And then she never got the girl, you know? It's like She probably did in prison. <laughs> no, she probably did. She probably had many girls. <laughs> yeah. There's even a picture. It's kind of hard to see because it's um, old. But you can tell in it, like, Goldine is kind of looking down mm-hmm. and looks, like, upset. And then fucking Joan is, like, smiling. <laughs> they look old as hell. They yeah. do, don't they? Yeah, they do. I think, I think it's the black and white picture, maybe. That's what I was thinking. Um, Joan Especially looks like Joan. a grandma. Yeah, Joan. Yeah. But it may just be the... Um, yeah. What on in this one? Whoever that is. That is Peter and Betty. Oh, okay. She's pretty. Poor Pete. Oh, Betty. <laughs> yeah, she She looked like grandma. Yeah. She looks like a witch. Mm-hmm. Well, she she was. was. So, yeah. Wow. Damn lesbians. <laughs> I tell you, they are the worst. <laughs> All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed that one. And again, our other stories for the rest of the month will be Halloween related. Can't wait. Yeah. And follow us on Instagram at lady underscore you're scaring us. And we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.